Welcome to the four day week podcast, a short podcast about shorter work weeks. I'm your host, Nick Palmer, the CEO of House of Brand Group, a leading Australian strategic insights consultancy based in Sydney, but with people all around Australia. In this podcast series, we want to share a wide variety of perspectives on the benefits and the challenges of shifting to a four day working week. Today we're talking to Steve Hunt, co-founder of Music Health, about using four-day weeks to attract talent to startups and about convincing investors that by helping to hire better people, shorter work weeks can help build better businesses. Welcome back to the four-day week podcast. Today I'm joined by Steve Hunt. Steve, great to have you on the pod. Yeah, thanks Nick. It's awesome to be here. So Steve is CEO and founder of Music Health, which is transforming healthcare with music. His company's mission is to build music intervention tools that make it easy for anyone to manage their mental and physical health. Prior to starting Music Health, Steve worked across the music, health, and digital media spaces, including at Universal Music and Adobe. He's very much a serial entrepreneur, having launched three startups and a startup incubator prior to Music Health. So we've got Steve on the pod because Music Health implemented a four-day week beginning of 2022, so almost two years in now. And there's some quite interesting circumstances behind that decision that we thought were really worth sharing. So before we get into that, though, I will get you to talk a little bit more about what music health does i was um i was lucky enough to attend tedx sydney a couple of weeks ago and see some of steve's work in action on the stage with the memory lane choir um but uh yeah tell us tell us a bit more about what it's all about how it works what it's all based on yeah awesome well um yeah i'm so glad that you were in the audience for that that was that was an awesome day and uh and I expect the the video should be searchable from October 2023 onwards. Okay, cool. We'll pop a link in the episode notes. Uh, thank you. But yeah, uh, at Music Health, we're, we're aiming to transform healthcare and we with music. And this is built on the assumption, uh, well, the knowledge really, that music has been part of human culture for thousands of years and it's always been linked in with healing. So you could go and look at any ancient human civilization, whether it be the indigenous people of Australia, the indigenous people of the Americas, um, China, ancient Greece, like you name it, you, you look into these ancient human cultures, they all use music to heal. And we discovered drugs and forgot all about it. Yeah. What we do know from a lot of research is that if you do mix healing with music, you get great results. And so this has been proven across lots and lots and lots of different health conditions. But one in particular um, that we focused on first is dementia, where music can actually be so transformative, it's more powerful than most pharmaceutical drugs. And um, and so there's a, a really great film that actually inspired us to start with dementia called Alive Inside. It's a documentary following a gentleman who goes around the U.S., um, about 15 years ago. So he was putting personalized playlists onto iPods, like researching the history of the person and working out what music they would have known when they were younger and that they've all forgotten. Amazing. And then stimulating their long-term memory. And the effect was incredible. Yeah. Like these people, they kind of look like they get quickened. They go from being very inert and not responsive, finding it hard to use their physical, you know, fine gross motor skills. And within like a matter of seconds, they're transformed into someone who's awake, engaged, has much better control of their memory, remembers names and faces, can move their body. And, and what's really happening here is that the music is stimulating that long-term memory in that person with dementia because the musical memories are far yep. less impacted. 
and it stimulates their whole brain. It kind of turns it on like a Christmas tree. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we looked at that and said, well, that's amazing, but it's bloody hard to go and research everybody and to put on songs and all this, you know, scale that. Yeah. <laughs> So, but we thought, well, with modern streaming approaches and, you know, technology, we could actually probably get that done so that it would only take a minute and some very basic information. And that's what we built. And it's called Vera, um, which you can you can download it at veramusic.com or on the app stores. Um, and, yeah, it very simply does that. It empowers caregivers to be able to play the right music that that person will recognise and integrate the music into the daily care routine so that you can have all of those benefits kind of at the ready um, and and get that person to be much more happy and, and much more engaged, much more independent with their own care. Um, so it leads to all sorts of incredible benefits. Uh, but yeah, that's where we've begun. And um, but the ambition is really to integrate music into the fabric of healthcare. And, you know, my, my real does, desire and goal would be that anytime someone's looking at a medical health record, an electronic one, you know, which has got your name and your date of birth and where you grew up and it's got the the different health conditions you're trying to manage. If that caregiver could just hit play mm. and um and know that they're going to play the right music for you for that particular time of day, that particular way that you're feeling, that particular maybe care part of the care routine, whether it be a shower or getting out of bed or eating you know, just hit play and we'll have the, have the right music play for them. That's that's kind of the end state. And I would love to see that through every hospital, every GP's office, every dentist. Um, and we know from all of the research that we would lift the effectiveness of the entire healthcare system by up to probably 10%. Wow. Should be trillion dollars in value. Um, we could do that. So that's that's the real ambition of what we're trying to do. Almost seems like a bit of a, a waste of a podcast to ask you about four-day weeks because I could talk to you about that for, <laughs> for hours, which is arguably more interesting than four-day weeks, but I probably shouldn't say that because that is four-day weeks is what this podcast is about. But but I think the really interesting connection is that um, obviously that's, uh, you know, that's all about mental health and a lot of the um, talk of four-day weeks, a lot of the driver for four-day weeks, not for everyone, but not, not in all circumstances, is obviously improving people's balance and mental health and things like that that so um so that kind of struck me as particularly interesting you guys are very attuned to that so it's really interesting to see that um you've been at the forefront as well of kind of moving to four-day weeks so you started that back in beginning of last year beginning of 2022 did you start a trial or did you just kind of go straight for it or yeah we decided to go for it we we, we committed ourselves um but we made it so that it could be rolled back um, if need be, but we haven't looked back. I guess the important thing to note is we were a very early young company. We were founded in November, 2020. So I guess we were, we were a bit over a year old yep. and we were starting to have that discussion about how do we attract incredible talent and given we can't even pay them, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we can attract them to the mission with lots of promises about where things might go, but you know, we can't offer good benefits. We couldn't afford like to do anything beyond the statutory requirements. And so we started to, we kind of painted a picture of what the business employee experience would look like yep. in, if we were a billion dollar company, like we could afford to pay for all the things we wanted to give our staff. And we painted this Nirvana of what it would be. And then we broke that apart and we said, well, what can we do now 
And one of the things that stuck up was the four day week. We kind of weren't too sure if that was something we would do so early on. We like, I mean, in reality, it's a startup. It's kind of crazy in some ways to think that we would cut a 20% of our time away when we would work less. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But it was something I'd looked into in my previous company and I'd proposed a trial and not got anywhere with. And, um, and I, in researching it, had noticed that most people report an actual improvement in performance as well. So not only can you get this mental health benefit, your employees are more likely to, you know, be retained. You've got a much easier time of hiring. But if you implement it right, you should also see an actual lift in your business performance. And that was what really kind of I was attracted to because as a startup, we were like, you know, we're, as you say, focused on mental health. We need to practice what we preach as much as we can. And, um, but this was something where it wasn't going to cost us anything. We, we did our homework enough to work out how to implement it so that we could leverage it rather than yep. feel like we were losing anything. And, um, and then it just became a win, 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 win. So we went for it and we've not looked back. It's, um, but I will say we've implemented it in, in a probably unique way, I think, compared to many others. And we did do some trial and error. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that, that's a fairly common theme in talking to people is no one's ever quite doing what they started doing, but yeah. So what, what's, how have you, how have you implemented it? What's, what's unique about the way you, you've done it? Well, the first thing was. I didn't want to have to get messy with legal and contracts and, mm -hmm. you know, I, what we decided to do and so that it could be rolled back if we needed to, we decided to make it a policy. So in your employment agreement, you still sign on to a five day full-time job and all of that sort of stuff. But then we make a note about it in the employment agreement to see the policy. And then the policy makes very clear that, we operate on a four-day week, but the the key wording in it is that we see the four-day week as a privilege, not an yep. entitlement, and that's why it doesn't go in the contract. And what that basically means is like if you have put the effort in on the four days and you are smashing it and you are hitting your targets and you are being very mindful of reducing wasted time and operating yep. really effectively, then you earn it and you take it. But at the same time, if you've kind of had a pretty lax week and um, you haven't been able to, you know, kind of put in a full effort and you're behind, then we encourage you to work the fifth day and make sure you get ahead before the next week. So it's kind of something that's there to be, to be earned. But the reality is in practice, most of our staff earn it and it's actually put a real driver on outcomes rather than inputs. And so, We've set up our systems to measure those types of things, not not the clock. We um, did do an experiment with time tracking just, just as an experiment in the middle of this year to see, you know, where it was more the to get insight into where we were focusing and spending time and how we could be more efficient. So we just did it for a quarter and, um, and then we kind of learned from that and pushed back to delivering better outcomes. So yeah. It's everything's got to be focused on outcomes, and then then the input of how many days and how many hours is less relevant. It's um, but again, you know, this Friday, um, I'm actually I've got a couple of meetings in the morning because I couldn't fit them in this week because I've been on site with clients. So you know, sometimes it bleeds over, and that's fine. But for me, I've got three kids, and I pick them up from school every Friday at three, regardless. So 
that's uh there's there's something in there that's just always like I'll never work a full Friday um but I'll often do little bits the key wording was it's a privilege not an entitlement and once everyone really understands that it just changes the way you work yeah there's a uh, someone else I spoke to they they called it a gift day so similar kind of thing it's a it's a it's a gift I, I, I like the word privilege um and that kind of idea that you've got to earn it I think that's really good sometimes for whatever reason you need a slightly easier Wednesday whatever you can't go hard at it and the easier thing to do the better thing to do for your own mental health and balance is to then just pick up a couple of hours on Friday and not beat yourself but you know oh, I must get all this done now when I go well I've got a bit of a there's a bit of a release valve a release valve but no one knows you're around no one's expecting to hear from you and you can actually get on and do some stuff but um do you guys all have the same day off or do you kind of switch around or this was one of the things we played around with so yeah um in my role uh, I, I I drive all the teams, like I'm the operational sort of driver. And that means I've got people in the US. I had people in the UK and then I've got a team here in Sydney. And so the one of the challenges in implementing it for me was, well, you know, if I'm doing Monday to Thursday in Sydney, then that means I'm not having much crossover with my American counterparts. So we kind of initially started out with everybody in Australia was doing Monday to Thursday except me. I would do Tuesday to Friday and then I would cross over more with my American friends. Then I just kind of found like the times that I was speaking with them were kind of not generally in the middle of the day anyway. So I kind of, after a little while went, oh, and I was just missing like all of this opportunity to be direct with the team here, which is where I have people. So, so I ended up aligning back with everybody else and um, I do now Monday to Thursday and we we take Fridays off and that tends to work really well. So it, it does mean, again, you know, I do what it takes. So I'll still jump on the odd call on a Friday or a Saturday morning, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. If I have to, I do whatever's required, especially when we're in fundraising mode. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, but it tends to work pretty well. And, um, and as I said, we just, we see actual better business outcomes so that was the real exciting part when we made the flip over we we got to the end of 2020 like 21 sorry really burnt out we were all just hit Christmas and we were all wrecked and we'd already made the decision we were coming back to do four days a week the next year and then um but you know the productivity leading into that Christmas was pretty low like we were all struggle street and um and then we got energized and came back and really hit the ground running in January and maintained it all the way through like we were kind of endurance athletes got enough rest yeah. to kind of keep pushing and um and so yeah I, I think it's done a huge um huge benefit to the business in consistent effort um rather than you know fits and spurts yeah that's very true I, I think we find that we always we all talk internally about you do have to go a bit harder at those four days like you've just got to you've got to bring more of yourself to it but you have the energy to do it because you've had a longer break and you can kind of um you know give yourself to work fully for four days and then and then give yourself to not work whatever not work is for you for the other three rather (laughs) than kind of having this kind of half and half all the time and um you know, the, the Sunday scaries or Sunday-itis where the whole half a Sunday you're worried about going back to work the next day, you just kind of just don't have that in the same way. But um, yeah, the cons- I think that's it. The con- the consist- That's a good way of describing it, that kind of consistency you can bring when everyone's just 
yeah more energized and more and less burnout but um i was gonna say one of the other like little features we again i think this is maybe just because again we're a startup and we have to be really really conscious of the value we get from investment but we do say that when you're traveling for work you got to put in five so when i go to america um sometimes i go for a week or two like i've got to maximize the investment of the company buying me there to be with customers or to be pitching potential customers or investors. So that's actually probably one loophole. It really more affects myself and my co-founder, Nick, but um, but we actually felt that that was also important that, you know, in it's the four day week for us is more about spending time with family and friends and exercise. And it's the kind of ongoing day-to-day routine that is sustainable. But in those periods when you're overseas, like we really have to maximize the value we can achieve. So. The other way I looked at this too, like I, my job before this was um, I was a senior executive at a record label and Friday was, you know, an spoken half day kind of, you know, if you weren't out to lunch with some sort of client having a few drinks and then you would be dragging your team down to the yeah. pub for a couple, like the, the productivity wasn't necessarily there either. It's just that you were, and and maybe this is the, the, the bad side of the four day week, but in normal culture, you spend a lot of that Friday socializing with your workmates. And that that is something that we try to address more, but we don't get to do very well because we are a distributed team first and foremost. We've got a team here in Sydney with five that come into an office two days a week. Yeah. Um, so we're very hybrid, but very distributed first. And so it's hard outside of our kind of quarterly planning cycles where we do do something fun, like an amazing race around the city or, you know, have, have a, have a team dinner or some drinks. But outside of that, it's, it's actually, it's a different type of culture, but I like to think that the trade-off is you get to enjoy that time with your family. And so for me, a, a father of three, that's a bit more important than becoming best mates with everybody I work with. <laughs> yeah. Although I still love them. Don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> we are good friends, but you know what I mean? Like the, in those traditional work cultures, that half of a Friday is really spent bonding. And and that's, that's probably the unfortunate sort of bit that gets sacrificed in this. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I, I agree. Although I think we're almost identical to you. We're kind of hybrids. Lots of the team aren't, aren't in Sydney, the ones that are coming one or two days a week. So we're kind of similar in that sense, but um, but I think it's it's probably more the hybrid thing that loses that than it is the four days almost. But I guess there are, there's, there's a compound effect. But yeah, the the Friday, particularly post COVID in Australia, um, just the Friday, everyone's on the beach on a Friday afternoon, and like uh, we don't get lots of emails from clients on Friday because they know we're not there. But they still also got their jobs to do, which can include sending emails to us or copying us on stuff. But we just get so few emails from clients on Friday. They're just, it's everyone's kind of get stuff done day, I think. And they just don't, yeah, it's like, it was certainly a no brainer when we had to decide whether to do Monday or Friday, it was always going to be Friday. Like, it's <laughs> not, not a difficult decision, but um, yeah. And, and I think the other thing that's really nice, especially if you are a hybrid team is you can, um, you can get out of town, like, you know, yeah. you can go on a Thursday night and go and set yourself up somewhere and you know if you're still on call great but like i i see a lot more of my parents who are, live up on the central coast which for those who don't know is about an hour and a half out of sydney and um and but it's because i can i can get the pull the kids out of school for a day and, and do anything i need to do but generally plan that i've got that three-day weekend 
So it's so much more achievable. Um, and that's yeah. a real benefit. We, we even see it with the, like those in my team who don't have kids. They're often kind of working remotely from different places and just making the most of the flexibility. You know, in my weekends, I get way more than 50% more done on my weekends. When I say get stuff done, I mean, of whatever I want to do, whether it's chores or mountain biking or playing with the kids or whatever. Um, I, I feel like it kind of triples the output of your weekend as well. if you're talking about output terms, but um, that's right. Yeah. And then that sets you up to have a really, really productive week. It does. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It, it really does. And, um, but I think, I think it's more just about the desire to do great work and to deliver great customer experiences um, that really comes from people having the energy and the motivation. And and I, I think just feeling that, you know, they've got a company that treats them in an incredibly fair way. So it really sort of increases their motivation to put in a fair effort. Yeah. Um, I've certainly seen it the other way in my corporate career where people felt like they were getting burnt out. And so they just kind of sit around and, you know, do crosswords and mess about and not really get much done because they felt undervalued and over, over expected, but you know, that's, you yeah. don't see that here <laughs> at all. Yeah. And those corporate worlds of what's, what's the incentive to put in that extra bit of effort if it's not, if it don't see it reflected and rewarded, et cetera. But is there anything that you uh, kind of surprised you or any kind of unexpected benefits or in, or indeed unexpected kind of negatives or challenges that you came across or so far the big surprise is probably just that it really is quite cyclical in how it gets used um so i've i've kind of i found particularly for myself and my co-founder nick we probably benefit from at least which is a bit of a shame but the we fight for our team to make sure that they're getting the value out of it yeah but but we we actually just recently hired a chief of staff which has been incredible and having her in place has finally kind of given us the breathing room to actually kind of participate properly and particularly what we found is just like anytime we're fundraising which has been probably about half the time we've been going you know we've got two jobs to do and um and that up so much and so put so much pressure on time and of course with investors you know you're pitching so you're at their mercy a little bit on timing and making sure you you get back responses to what they ask very quickly there's all this extra time extra pressure required so so that's kind of been a bit of a constraint and um but as i said like we're, we're kind of now establishing the team around being able to actually benefit better so that's probably one thing i found like as the leader particularly in the early stage thing it, i've seen the benefits for my team but probably not as much um been able to capture the benefit myself although as i say like i'm just those ideas of even going away for longer weekends and if i still have to do a bit of work i just do it but at least i'm away i'm on holiday and i can kind of sort of do it quickly and then switch off well, the only other thing that's been funny is the like a few investors have kind of really turned their nose up at it and they're kind of like really oh well, i'm not going to invest in you if that's how you're operating and and i send them you know lots of different articles and research but you know there's there's a real old school kind of opinion about operating this way that it's yeah yeah and um and then we also have some that go i totally get it and you know good on you um so but yeah, you, you definitely, definitely separates people out there. And so again, probably, probably cost us a, an opportunity or two, but 
I, we also have a policy in our team called no jerks. And so I consider that if they can't see the, this writing on the wall and look. You don't want their money anyway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, you're obviously planning to continue it. No plans to wind it back or anything. No, yeah. we're, we're full steam ahead. And um, yeah. And, and like the biggest benefit is um, really the ability to attract staff, um, really, really great people. Yeah. We, when we put up job ads, um, I think it's it's helped, you know, as a startup, you've got to build a brand for your startup and people need to kind of hear some buzz to, you know, so that you can attract good talent. Um, and we've definitely been able to do that. So the four hour, the four day week is something that we've been able to publicize a little bit. It's been able to yeah. kind of give our brand a certain perspective. And whenever we put up a job ad, we get kind of 70 or 80 applicants, um, like minimum. And so we tend to find incredible people and my my job as the ceo is to hire incredible people like that's 50 percent of the job the other 50 percent is delight my customers and then there's 50 percent for the rest which i do on top but <laughs> yeah but um yeah. Yeah. really hiring to me is is number one like if i can hire a great team i can build a great business and so it really does enable me to do that i think it's one of our secret weapons yeah, and then it also helps us retain them. So that's where it kind of goes. And if investors can't see that, like the, just the, just the hiring capability of just we're going to get our unfair share of the good talent out there because they because what a great benefit it is. Um, so I've got a question which we always ask everyone when we finish the podcast, which is that if you had to convince someone that they should adopt or seriously consider adopting a four day work week in their company. What would be the one thing you would tell them? That it will enable you to hire better people, which will enable you to build a better business. Um, any business is really just the sum of the parts of the people you've got. So get the best people you've got. Brilliant. Ex excellent answer. And it's been great. Everyone's given a different answer to that. I was worried that everyone's <laughs> going to say the same thing, but everyone has a different perspective, which is amazing. But um, and where can we find you? Socials, LinkedIn, email address, website, <laughs> etc. Yeah. Um, so you can find the company musichealth.ai. Uh, and that's where you'll see job opportunities as they pop up. We, we should have some up before Christmas. Um, and then we you can find our dementia product Vera at veramusic.com. Um, and that's available for hospitals, um, residential aged care facilities, and you can even trial it at home with a free trial as well if you want to care for somebody at home. So those are the the main places to look. And um, yeah, and if you're trying to find me, um, just look for uh, hunt underscore media uh, at hunt underscore media on X or um, uh, Steve Hunt Music on Instagram or something. I don't know. <laughs> but get in touch if I can help. And you're you're Stephen Hunt on LinkedIn, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, Steve Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Brilliant. All right. Thank you very much, Steve. That's been like just so interesting to hear. As I say, I would have loved to just talk for hours about the the actual what music music health does, but been really great to hear your perspectives in the startup world of of um of a four-day work week. Oh, thank you. It's been great to chat, Nick. Thanks for listening to the Four Day Week podcast. Stay up to date about new episodes by following Hustle Brand Group on LinkedIn. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that new episodes with different perspectives on four day work weeks turn up directly in your podcast feed. Catch you next time.